friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and today on the podcast, I have with me a very special student in my Scale Your Sales program, Cherie Farah. Cherie has an incredible story to share with you about how she has grown her Etsy shop really quickly in less than a year's time, and I can't wait to dive into some of the details of that story. So welcome, Cherie. Hello. Can you tell people a little bit about how you got started and what you do in your Etsy shop? It'll be a year in March that I opened my Etsy shop. I actually had another Etsy shop previous to this one that (laughs) if you saw the SEO on that one, you would die laughing. It was a knitting one. You know, I love to knit and I had all these shawls and I said, let me try this. And it it never really went anywhere. And then um, during the pandemic, I love to be home and I had a cleaning business And I wanted to do something where I could be at home all the time. So I had a Cricut machine and I said, let me try making signs, wood signs. And that's kind of how it started. I just wanted to be home all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I can appreciate that feeling. And I would just like to apologize to everybody that has to listen to me with my laryngitis. I am doing the best I can here. (laughs) So Cherie, you joined Scale Your Sales really early in your shop life. I actually went back and looked this morning when you joined like towards the, I think it was like March 19th. So it's been like not even quite 11 months and watching you over the last not even 11 months has truly been amazing. You're speaking so humbly about your shop, but it is the growth of your shop and your success story is really incredible. So what made you decide to join the program right off the bat? What were you looking for from both scale your sales and also just from your shop as you were starting other than staying home all the time? But what were your goals with your shop when you started? It was honestly because I had had the previous Etsy shop and I would, you know, I bought like, you know, Etsy for dummies and stuff like that. And then I would always get to the point where it was learning about SEO And when I tell you, I don't think I'm a dumb person. I could not get it. And I'm like, if I can't get it, it can't be that important. And I would just like skip right through those chapters. So like I said, with my knitting one, if you look at my titles, it's hand knit shawl. That's what I was selling. If you look at my tags, it's hand knit and shawl. So I did not understand SEO. So once... Facebook knew I had opened up an Etsy shop. They started, (laughs) you know, posting all these like different courses and stuff that I could take. And I joined your other Facebook group that you had. And somebody had mentioned a YouTube video that you had on SEO. And I just remember I was cleaning a house and I'm like, let me listen to this. And the way you explained it, I'm like, oh my God, I like, I get it. You know, you were talking about, it was something like baby girl 
bib, baby, but like it was the way that you put everything together. I was like, oh my God, I get it. And so when I left that house, I'm in my car and I signed up right in my car and it was to learn SEO. (laughs) That's really cool. And I actually remember last spring, I think it was the spring when you were talking about being able to quit your job and like go into your Etsy shop full time. And was that your goal when you were starting to be able to quit your job or was it? It was a goal, but I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be able to do it. I think at that point, because it was March, maybe I was like, oh, maybe by the end of the year. I mean, you know, I had a cleaning business and it, it did well for just being me, but I also didn't have a huge salary that I had to to replace, you know? I just want to interrupt you for a second. And because like you are kind of selling yourself short there, but <laughs> you know, one thing that I like to talk about a lot is that meaningful income. And even though you say like it wasn't a salary, you know, you're not making a half a million dollars that you have to replace with an Etsy shop, but still like that was bringing in a meaningful income for you. And you were able to replace that with a meaningful income from your shop. Definitely. Yes. And I did. I mean, we're not extravagant people. We don't go out to dinner all the time. We don't like, so it's not like it is a meaningful income. It, It has to be made in order for us to move on month to month, you know? And I, you know, at first I'm like, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe by the end of the year, but again, it's so tough sometimes with Etsy because there's only so much you can do, you know, to sometimes I still feel like it's a guessing game from month to month. Every month I think, oh my God, this is going to be the month. Nothing's going to happen. You know, it's like, it's, it can be scary sometimes. So I had to be at that point where I felt like, even if I have a bad month, like we'll be okay, you know? Right. But I thought maybe by the end of the year and it, it just, it got to the point where I was crying every single day. Cause I'm like, I can't clean houses and still do this. So that's when I decided, I slowly started cutting back. That was the other good thing. I was able, I, was, I didn't have to just like quit my job. I was able to slowly tell people I can't clean your house anymore, but I was still able to clean some until finally I was at the point where I was like, okay, I can be done, you know? Yeah. That's a nice transition, like not having to just go cold turkey. Yes. Yep. I will tell you from my experience now growing both my Etsy shop and then also like the coaching part of this business, that that feeling that the bottom is going to drop out from under you (laughs) is a very normal feeling. Like, especially like I always tell people, and I tell this in the Scale Your Sales group all the time, that a lot of times the growth you see in any business, I think, but I have seen this a lot over and over again on Etsy, is that you have this like exponential growth. It doesn't go completely linearly. Like it's not like this month you make a thousand dollars and next month you make eleven hundred and the next month you make twelve hundred. It's like this month you make a thousand and the next month you make fifteen hundred and the next month you make three thousand and the next oh month you God. make six, you know, like it's it's this takeoff point yeah. once that ball gets rolling. And so I think that that automatically makes you feel like this is just a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> not that it happens quickly for everyone because, I mean, it did happen really quickly for you. It did not happen quickly for me, but the growth did. Like once it started growing, it grew really quickly. And so I, I just think that that ignites these feelings 
it sort of brings about this imposter feelings. Like somebody's going to figure out that actually I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's all going to go away. <laughs> yeah. I see that when people share their stats charts, everybody's, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, yeah. up and down, you know? <laughs> and it's totally normal. And that's retail in general. But I do, you know, and we were just talking about this in the Facebook group yesterday, like that you're always going to have slower months and busier months. That's the nature of the beast. Not every single month can be your best month ever. But once you have that pattern of sales, it becomes a little more comforting to know that like if you have, you know, what we were talking about is that February is a slow month for a lot of people. And so once you know that, then you know, okay, well... I don't have to freak out. I don't have to, you know. And I better save some of that December money for February next year. Right. I can plan <laughs> a little bit better. And I don't have to feel like this panic mode of like, oh my gosh, February's slow. Everything's going to fall apart. Nobody's ever going to buy anything from me again. <laughs> like this spiraling. Yes, definitely. Okay. So one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is that I hear from people sometimes that they feel like everything has already been done that needs to be done in the retail space and in every space. And I don't think that that's true. And I have lots of feelings about that. I can speak to my students' experiences and my own thoughts about market saturation. But the fact of the matter is that I did get started on Etsy a long time ago. So my personal story, my personal experience hasn't been with starting a shop in the last year. So I don't have that, you know, personal experience of trying to get started in the market the way it is right this second. So I want you to tell me what you think about that. You actually, you haven't even told us what you make yet. So talk a little bit about what you make. And then I want you to talk to me about what you think about market saturation for that industry. This is such a new business for you. And a really busy market that you're in. So obviously you have not found that to be true. I would also like for you to just straight up tell people what you've done in the past year, but what do you think really has made that difference for you? So I make, well, when I first started, you know, I had my cricket, I was just going to make farmhouse signs and I was thinking more like on the, the larger side And then, you know, I'm on Etsy and I'm looking at different SVGs because I knew that was something that I did not want to learn how to do was make the the designs. And I loved the fact that then I could go on Etsy and support other shops. So I'm looking and I see really cute things. And then I start seeing people using tiered tray. And I'm in Rhode Island. I had never heard of this before. So now I'm on Etsy, tear tray. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. And I loved how they can be seasonal. They can be for, you know, holidays. And it, it just, to me, it just felt like it, there was so much more that I, I could do with it. So I ended up doing tear trade decor. There's other stuff in my shop too, but it's mostly the tear trade decor. They're t- you know, they're smaller little signs. And where you say, you know, there's a lot of people selling them, especially any sort of farmhouse sign. And I see that a lot in different groups that I'm in where someone would be like, oh, I'm going to sell like mugs or whatever. And everybody comes on, oh, it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Or I'm going to buy a cricket to do, you know, start my business. Oh, it's oversaturated. <laughs> and um, 
I just, I don't, oh my God, like when you think about the just millions of millions of people, and, and what I even think about is all the people who are turning 24, 25 and just buying their houses. Those are new customers for everybody at every age that you, for whatever you're selling, you know, is there's new people all the time that are now interested in what you are selling and you can grab those people. And I've said this many times when people have asked questions. I don't think I sell anything special. So it's got to be how I'm doing it. And I don't think that I would have the success that I'm having without your course. There's things that I definitely picked up on that you taught And everybody's got their own opinions and what works for them in their shop with some of these things. But the ones that I'd say that have helped me, I did free shipping. And it is what it is. People love free shipping. My father-in-law won't buy anything unless it's free shipping. And it doesn't. I try to say to him, but you know you're paying for it somehow, whether it's the price or shipping. And no, it's got to be free shipping. So I do free shipping. One thing I do that you had mentioned was, and I see it all the time in shops where people put that disclaimer that they are not responsible once an item leaves their shop. And I know I can't control the postal service. So of course there is some aspect of the shipping that I can't control, but I will help anybody that has an issue. And I say in my shop that I am responsible for your item until it is in your hands and you love it. I will let people return anything. And out of the 4,000 packages that I've shipped, I've had two returns. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not a big deal for me to like, to me, like it's not a big deal to say that. And it gives people confidence in my shop, I think, you know? Yeah. I think that buyer confidence is huge. I think that that's a really important point to make that, you know, a lot of times people are like, I can't offer refunds because or returns or whatever, because, you know, it's going to be too expensive for me or whatever. But when you look at the actual number of, I mean, obviously everybody's goal is to make a product that people love so that they're not wanting to return it. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, but even offering that return or like a more generous customer service policy basically is what you're doing, just allows people to feel that confidence. And whether or not that they, you know, maybe you have some people here and there who are just not, you know, they're crappy customers, they're scammers, whatever. But those people are so, so the minority that it's not even worth worrying about. Like it's not even worth spending the headspace to try and work around those one or two people out of, For those of you that are listening, Sheree has had almost 5,500 sales. By the time this goes live, I'm sure it will have far and above crossed that 5,500 mark in, you know, 10 and a half months. So like two returns, it's like not even worth spending your time worrying about. If I were to think that everybody who said, you know, my package didn't show up was a scammer, like my head would would hurt. Like it's just... You would feel really bad about the state of humanity. (laughs) (laughs) And I have. I've had a couple where I've had, I've sent out 
items because they said they never get it. And I always, if someone says they didn't get something, I contact the post office and I just do it through the website. They get back to me within less than 24 hours. And there have been ones where there was like an issue and it was going to get delivered after they said that it should have been delivered or it was delivered. And then there have been times where they just couldn't find it. And I do know that that's not something that everybody can afford. But again, this is less than probably 10 times that I've had to do this over the last, you know, 11 months. So it just, it makes me feel better. And it just, then I I don't have to think about it anymore. It's done, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) So in looking at your shop, one thing that I noticed, so if you go onto her shop, which is the Rustic Road and Road is R-H-O-D-E, you have a lot I mean, as you said, a lot of these tiered tray decorations are seasonal. People are doing it for a specific purpose. It's not all year long a lot of times, whether it's a party or, you know, just a holiday or whatever. So I see a whole bunch of St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I forgot the name of the holiday. (laughs) St. Patrick's Day stuff right now. So kind of, can you talk to me about what that looks like in your shop as you are you know, a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea of seasonal things or seasonal decor because you're always having to stay one step ahead of that holiday. Like you're, you know, it's February 16th when we're recording this and you're looking towards St. Patrick's Day, which is like, what, three or four weeks away from now. Yeah. And then I'm sure as soon as St. Patrick's Day passes, you will be on to, you know, Easter or whatever. Yeah. So what does that look like for you in terms of, are you still creating new products all the time? Are you reusing stuff from last year? Like what has that been like for you having such seasonal things? That's actually been kind of like the stressful part. And that's when I can really see when my shop is doing poorly. It's because I didn't get out stuff in time. I just did put the St. Patrick stuff up last night and I already feel like I am was late for it. And especially with it being the first year, I'm starting from nothing for each season. Right. And that's my favorite part is to create the different collections. And um, it can be stressful. And I know because it has been, oh, my God, I thought after Christmas was going to be dead. And I got my Valentine stuff out (laughs) before Christmas. When I tell you the first two weeks of January... I was selling over $1,000 a day of... Holy moly. It was busier than it was at Christmas time. I had two weeks of that. And it wore, I had to like hire my daughter and her friends to come and like help me. And because it was so busy, I didn't have time to get ready for St. Patrick's Day. And now here we are late. But anyways, it's stressful. And I know I'm late with St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to get Easter done hopefully by the end of the week. You've got to be two to three months ahead of every holiday because people do buy that far. I mean, it was soon as Christmas was done, everybody was buying their Valentine's Day stuff. So I think next year is going to be better because I already will have that like base and I might just have to add, you know, a handful of things here and there just to keep things like new and fresh in the shop. But that's been a lot of work. Absolutely. People ask me, well, first off, I get two questions. 
how early should I put holiday stuff up? And I'm like, as early as you can. <laughs> like you think about, you know, grocery stores, literally like the day after Christmas, they're looking to Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, the day yeah. after Valentine's Day, or maybe even before they're looking to St. Patrick's Day. You know, like they are always, you look at just retail cycles in other stores and that is the way people are shopping. That's what we're used to. I also think with all the shipping problems from the past two years, people are ordering earlier than they used to, which is kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not having as many like stressed out last minute buyers. At least that's what I'm experiencing. But it does mean that you have to be even earlier. But when I have people who are new, like you were with the holiday, you know, specifically targeted for different holidays, the advice, which this is not advice for you at this point, but for anybody listening, the advice that I have is to focus on whatever that next upcoming holiday is and just add it as you can. Like if you're getting started right now in February, maybe you're not going to be ready for. St. Patrick's Day. Like maybe you just need to focus on Easter stuff. Yes. And then when Easter passes, you know, maybe you're not going to have time to do stuff for Memorial Day, but maybe look to the 4th of July or, I mean, they're kind of the same like colors and stuff. So you can kind of use those for both. I'll tell you, if anybody's starting right now, it's Mother's Day. Oh my God. Mother's Day was crazy last year. That's a huge one. That's interesting. I wouldn't necessarily think that in the industry that you're in. Oh, it was that my April. Now that April was only my second month. I sold $6,000 in stuff. And it wasn't even Mother's Day themed. Yeah. It was crazy. You're just buying it for their mothers. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So I want you to kind of talk to me about, I know that this has been a really big change for you over the past year to go from just starting this shop, especially having the history of having an Etsy shop that was not, you know, didn't take off the same way that this one yeah. did. <laughs> I don't want to say not successful. That's no, all right. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> you know, so like, what does that look like in your life to go from starting a shop to hitting six figures in sales that first year? This is something else that I've said many times in the group is if I had younger kids, this wouldn't have worked. My kids are all older. I've got a 22-year-old, a almost 20-year-old, and a 17-year-old who either don't need me or don't want me around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband and I have been together 24 years. He works from home now, so it's the two of us home all day. And I have the ability. I work... 8am to midnight a lot of times. Because it is just it's, it's I'm making stuff I'm trying to come up with things, you know, I'm, I'm either making orders or making stuff to pull, you know, to list or whatever. And I honestly don't, I don't mind it. And it's not something that everybody would be able to do. But it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. It is a lot. And of then work. there have been times where I have thought about hiring somebody. But like, I feel like, what do I do when it is slow? It, have to, it would have to be somebody who almost like doesn't need a job. You know, I can be kind of like, I'll let you know when I need you and then they can come over. But that's what I have my okay. daughter for. <laughs> so I have 
a couple things I want to say to that. First off, you need to sign up for a hot seat so we can talk about streamlining things so that you're not working. Yeah, for, you know, <laughs> that <right>. definitely. <laughs> but secondly, I think that you made an important... So I do have young children and I still am able to do it, but I think that it's important to... One of the things that I really prioritize both just like as a human being, but also as a coach in this industry, is that there are seasons of your life that allow you to do things or not do things or prioritize different things. And for somebody, you know, maybe, I mean, when my kids were little, I was doing that hustle until midnight and all of that, but it was because this was a priority for me. And, you know, and I've talked a lot about my story and that the money that I made in my Etsy shop allowed my husband to get out of the military, which was like our number one goal. Yeah. And so that was worth it to me, you know, like to make that sacrifice was worth it to me for a period of time. It wouldn't have been worth it to me forever to do that. I mean, it's not sustainable to work like that. But I also don't want to people to feel like when they're listening, you know, that if you have young children, either that it's oh, not yeah. possible to balance them, because I do think you can find the balance. But I also think it's okay to say, you know, I'm building this shop a little bit slower. Like, yes. Cherie, if you had little kids that were underfoot all the time and you couldn't stay up until midnight because you had to get up at six o'clock in the morning with them or whatever you know, maybe I would say maybe only do every other holiday. So your sales are not coming in so consistently, you know, and maybe that means you're not going to hit six figures the first year. Maybe it's going to take you two years, but that's okay too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Cherie's story is incredible and I love hearing it and I love being a part of it. And I just think it's super, super exciting. But I also think that there's so much pressure from I feel like it's pressure from the internet. I don't know. This is my TED talk for the day. <laughs> that there's like so much pressure to be like grow it to five figures, six figures, multi six figures, half a million dollars, whatever. And sometimes all people want is, you know, a thousand dollars a month or five thousand yeah. dollars, whatever that looks like for you. Like there's not a perfect number. It's what's important to you that allows you to accomplish the goals that you're going for. Yes. Very true. Yeah. I don't want you working 16 hours a day for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) And I do. And I know that that's something that has, you know, for me, sometimes it is just, okay, I just need to do what I need to do to get through today and what I need to do today. And I haven't had a chance to really sit down and figure out how to, to streamline things, you know? Yeah. And I do think, you know, you're not even a year into it. So there is some time, I think, that like this next year will be easier for you than last year. It will be less time consuming for you. And then the following year will, you know, it gets easier over time. And I think that being transparent about that is really important. Like I have those hustle times too. I talk about now not working so much in my Etsy shop, but it was not always like that for me. So it takes some time to get to the point that you do figure out like where you can focus your energy that doesn't require so much time spend. Yeah. So what do you think this next year looks like for your business? Like, have you set goals for what you want to do in the next year and what that's going to look like for you? Some, (laughs) I get so nervous setting goals because then in my brain, like if I don't, I feel like I'm going to like beat myself up. 
I would like to set up a, like a website outside of Etsy. I don't think I'll ever leave Etsy. I love Etsy, but there, you know, are some other things that I might like to do. I've thought about doing subscription boxes mm. and something where it isn't me painting everything, you know, doing every step of the the way. Yeah. So that's something that I, you know, I've gone through. So I've had thoughts where I was going to do a brick and mortar store and I talked myself out of that. And then (laughs) I was going to do this. And then I talked myself out of that. And like Etsy has been just so, so good to me. And I do, I love it. I love the fact that I don't have to do a ton of like self-advertising and and things like that. And I'm just able to focus on, you know, on making products and creating new items. And I don't think I'd be very good at, at self-advertising. So I'd be like, here, if you want, like stuff kind of sucks, (laughs) but maybe you'll like it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Etsy definitely removes that to just be able to have that I mean, you know, talking about the hours that you work and stuff, imagine adding into that all the different marketing and stuff just makes it so much more time consuming. So I think that having that flow of traffic that comes in from Etsy automatically without you having to do it is a huge benefit so that you can focus on building up your supply and filling orders and all of that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Sheree, I am so... Glad to have you in the group. And I am so excited to see where this business takes you. It has been so fun for me to watch you post your milestones and your success story and just watch the growth over this year. I know that that opportunity is there on Etsy, but it is so fun for me to see it play out in the lives of the people in the Scale Your Sales group and to see how you really have taken a hold of that and really grasped that opportunity. So I want you to know I'm really proud of you. And I am thankful that you are in the group. And I am excited and thankful that I get to be a small part of this story. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done and for your course. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. So Sheree, if people want to find you on Etsy and look at all your adorable stuff and get there to your trade decor, where can they find you? It is the Rustic Road, R H O D E, because I live in Rhode Island, dot Etsy.com. All right. Check that out and see what Sheree's got going on. It's really exciting. Thank you, Sheree. Thank you so much. I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, the doors to scale your sales are open during a special enrollment period with a discount and a special bonus package, but only until Thursday. If you are interested in joining us, head to scaleyouretsysales.com and you can find all the details. Again, this is a special enrollment period, so those doors are only open until Thursday, and I hope I will see you inside. 